Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Our topic today is the seven most important warnings, and not exactly importance order, but we're going to be talking about the seven most important warnings. Obviously, the first one, to start off with a positive note, is the greatest revival. The greatest revival in human history is about to take place, in my opinion, probably in the next few years. Jeremiah sixteen nineteen through 21 says, O Lord, my for- o Lord, my strength and my fortress, my refuge in the day of affliction. The Gentiles who come unto thee from the ends of the earth and shall say, Surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit, and have made in themselves gods that are not gods. Therefore, this once I will cause them to know. I will cause them to know my hand and my might, and they shall know that my name is Jehovah, the Lord. Meaning, once... And only once, God is going to come out of the closet with all of his power, and he is going to bring all of those people whose names are in the book of life but have not received Jesus into the book of life. And so says Maurice Scalar that this will happen before the tribulation starts. Sometimes I think tribulation could start this year, but for a lot of reasons I think, no, it, it, it can't start yet. So I don't know. But I do know that there's a great revival coming. Remember, I told you, I was told that as the judgment hits, so will his miracles. Miracles like no one has seen, going all the way back to Adam and Eve. He said, you tell them, I will never leave them nor forsake them. I'm going to make the devil entrench step for step, pound for pound, everything he does. I'm going to meet him. We are going to be seeing the greatest revival in human history. There is this great revival coming so I'm starting with something positive. Now let's go to number two. Probably the most important warning we've been given in the last 40 years outside the Bible is the warning given to Dimitri Dudeman in 1984. The fall of America would start with an internal revolution in America started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries will attack and defeat America in one day and one hour. So great riches will come to naught. Now, I've covered that many times, so let me move on. The internal revolution will be basically the good guys, or the white hats, as they are called, rolling tanks into Washington, D.C. In other words, I think it is literally going to be a military takeover, and hopefully it'll be without bloodshed. Many of the bad people, according to the prophecies, will then be served justice, and it'll be a great time of revealing the sins of the elite. Bankers, government leaders from all walks of life will all be revealed. Hopefully, this can turn America around. But the prophecies say that there's just too much evil in America that complains about America trying to repent, trying to turn around and so she doesn't make the corner. This is some of the people start fighting against the government. The problem is so many people rise up in America and complain, start blowing up things and burning things and causing destruction because they don't want to be a Christian. They don't want to be a Christian nation. So consequently, America falls. Part of what Michael Boldea was shown in a dream, and I'm just skipping through these. I'm not covering anything in, in total today. But Michael was told that there's going to be suitcase nukes. These are the places 
which those who were sent here long ago to bring fear and cause chaos, have situated themselves. They lie in wait, planning and plotting destruction. As coiled serpents, looking forward to the hour, they'll be loosed on the nation. But, here's the point, if God's children pray once more, and I believe that he's already delayed it at least twice, sometimes I think even three times, if God's children pray once more, he will delay the season of sorrow that is yet to come. Now, I just got off the phone. Matter of fact, I intended to put uh, something more in this presentation, but I'll just tell you right off the top of my head. We've decided, here are my notes on it, we're going to have a virtual August solemn assembly and a virtual solemn September assembly, but it's going to be virtual. It's going to be over Zoom. Here's the dates on it. August 19th, this is only going to be three hours to start with. Make sure we can do all of the technical stuff. August 19th, Friday, 7 to 10. Then we're going to have the big one, Friday, September 7 to 10. All of this will be on the website here in a day or so, probably by the time you get it. And then Friday, and this is September 20, that would be 23, 24, and 25. September 23, 24, and 25. Friday, 7 to 10. Saturday, 9 to 9. And then Sunday, 9.30 to noon. And during those hours, we will fast. All of the details, we'll talk about it more. But if you want to go ahead and write in your calendar, and here's what you do. You go to prophecyclub.com, and you get signed up if you want to pray. If you just want to join, you don't have to sign up. You can just pop in and join us anytime you want to. Why are we doing it this way? Well, when I have more time and I've got my notes on this all, I'll explain it. But essentially right now, we know that we need to pray for our nation. We know that. And we know that while we're not the only ones, <laughs> we're pretty close to the only ones that understand what's what, what a dire circumstance our nation is in and how desperately important it is that we pray, that we fast and pray. So, right now, you can go to prophecyclub.com, and you can get signed up if you'd like to pray. If you don't want to pray, then you'll be able to join anytime, any way you want to. That's my understanding. But anyway, more on that in a day or so. Let's keep going. Number three is there's going to be a great technology release. Now, I believe some of it is going to be good. I believe there have been technologies that mankind has come up with that have been suppressed. We've talked about that. And I'm not bringing you a whole lot of new information, but I'm bringing you an overview so you can... Well, sometimes sometimes so many details get lost. Sometimes an overview is important, and that's what I'm doing today. Yes, there's going to be a great technology release, and I believe it's suppressed patents that good men and women of God have come up with over probably the last 30 or 40 years, probably since World War II. But they've been suppressed. They're going to be released. But I also think that there's going to be a great alien technology, I believe, based upon all of the prophecies, everything I've run across in my 40 years of Bible prophecy, I believe what we will see is literally alien spacecraft. I know it sounds hard to believe, but... If you've read what I've read, studied what I've studied, you'd say, yep, that fits. Literally, alien spacecraft will land, pop the hatch, and say, here we are. But we're going to be friendly, and we're here to help mankind. That's a lie. And they're going to start releasing all kinds of technology. 
technology that no mankind has not seen before because it's not alien technology. These are not aliens. These are the reptilians. These are the fallen ones. These are people who are doing this, trying to get the belief, the support, the trust of humans so they can put their man, the beast, the Antichrist on the throne. This is all part of their plan, but we're not going to believe it. Most of these that we're talking about here, these are really not prophecies. They're not prophecies guaranteed to come to pass. What they are is warnings. As you look back on many of them, if you want to throw stones, you can throw stones. You can say, oh, well, that one from Coverstone, that didn't come to pass. No, it didn't. It wasn't supposed to come to pass. It was supposed to get us praying, which is why I'm calling people to two more solemn assemblies, one in August, one in September. we got to pray. A lot of these have not come to pass, hallelujah, and they didn't come to pass because you and I prayed. We fasted and prayed. Look at, you know, last year when you had, uh, was, I don't know, two or three hundred people fast for 48 straight hours. We prayed right through the night. Every five minutes, a different person behind the microphone. You know, when you get, and one of the, the solemn assemblies had like, I don't know, four or five hundred people. You get that many Christians coming together, fasting for 48 straight hours, praying, blowing shofars, and you are rattling the devil's kingdom. That's what we did. That's what we've got to do again. Let me keep going. Also, death of the dollar. We know that the dollar is in progress of falling. The prophecies say first 30%, 50%, 66%, then finally down to worthless. And the thing that starts it is selling oil in another currency. And that date, that started with August 24th of 2021. That date is wrong. August 24th of 2021. That's when Saudi Arabia begins selling crude oil and something other than the dollar, and it will eventually crash the dollar. So says Coverstone, there will be no more coins because we're going to digital. The next thing is suitcase nukes. This is probably the biggest, the baddest one. I pray for this every day, part of my morning and my evening prayers. There are some 31 prophecies, dreams, visions, and intelligence information, all saying Best information is about 35 suitcase nukes all across America. According to Stanislav Lunev, whom we had come to speak to us, November 1998, the highest-ranking Russian military officer ever to defect from Russia, he made a Prophecy Club DVD. He said he was part of a team that were looking for places to hide them. And that's what started us off, but now there is more. He says in this video, these 50 lost-in-Russia suitcase nukes have been smuggled into the United States. May 5, 2003, Michael Baldea, grandson of Dmitry Dudeman, was shown a series of suitcase lights. He said, light, here it is. I saw small lights begin to flicker on and off in some of the states. California, Illinois, Michigan, Arizona, Washington State, Florida, and New York. And from his description, it sounds like they all go off the same day, all within 24 hours. So try to imagine suitcase nukes that basically turn about a 10-city block radius in a downtown city into ash, puts all kinds of radioactive dust in the air. Try to imagine 35 of those in probably the top 35 cities all across America, all going off the same day. You think that's a reason to pray? 
I do, and I think people who follow this ministry on a regular basis say absolutely positively, we got to pray, and we can pray it away. Then if you go to Dana Coverstone, he said he saw a calendar. Now, someone pointed out something to me the other day, and I thought about it a lot. I do not know for certain it's true, but I'm watching it. Someone said, do you suppose some of those Coverstone dreams that we're talking about, like going on in, 19, in 2019, 2020, 2020, do you suppose when it said like November or something like that, do you suppose it might still be coming in November, maybe just not that year? And I said, yes, I have suspected that. Now, let me point out, these, I really believe, are not prophecies. These are warnings saying, America, I want to stop the evil that is coming upon you. And I will stop it if you'll pray, which is why I'm telling you to go to prophecyclub.com, get signed up for a solemn assembly's prayers, and also sign up for Fast Track to pray for Prophecy Club, sign up for Fast Gap to pray for America. Anyway, back to this. So he says, I saw a calendar turn to the month of November. Now, this is 2020. This did not happen November 2020. Then why are you showing it? Because I, I, I'm afraid it's still coming. I want to believe it's not going to happen this year. I want to believe it's going to happen in like 2050 or something like that. I saw a calendar. It was turned in the month of November. It had shadows flickering all over it. That could be the suitcase nukes going off. I first saw the light in the sky, very bright light, then darkness. That's what happens when a suitcase nuke goes off. It fries all the electronics, all the electricity goes off, and it may not ever come back on. I began to make out through the dawn's haze and fog that many Americans were in emergency shelters. There seemed to be snow on the ground, and it was dirty and gray, almost like ash. Now, when Coverstone got this dream, he had never heard about suitcase nukes. He never dreamed that that gray ash was probably what you call fallout, nuclear radioactive fallout. He only saw it to describe what he saw. There were people huddled together and shivering, individuals lying on cots, suitcases all over the place, desperate looks on their faces of most everyone. There were encouragers and crowd, that's us, <laughs> all wearing crosses and stood out emotionally from everyone else because... Why? Because they had Jesus in their heart and they knew it was coming. They'd prepared their hearts. They weren't looking for a rapture to suck them in the sky. They were looking for the opportunity to share Jesus when people finally started opening their hearts to him. They stood out emotionally because they had hope. They had smiles on their faces, checking on people, trying to show patience and kindness. At times, there were anger shown to them, but the encouragers just kept doing what they were doing despite the people being upset. Some businesses were shuttered in the bigger cities. Gas stations looked like they'd been walked away from. Why? Well, because A, there's no electricity to pump the gas out of the ground. B, no one's car started because it fried all the computer chips in the car, so no one was looking for gas. That is, except those people that had gone to EMPShield.com and got themselves one of, let me show you, right here. One of these gadgets. Put it on your car. It catches the EMP shock so your car still starts. EMP, and it goes on. I saw headlines that read, shock and awe in the U.S. Now, what a shock and awe. That has to do with bombs going off. As well as one that read, U.S. steps in to help the host nation. 
there was a, lar- a large amount of quiet over the country, almost as if it had not awakened fully from a bad dream. The nation was fitful and suspicious and leery of what was coming next, very hesitant. Then the white figure, there's the angel that comes to him, appeared and said, Remain braced as this calm comes before a gathering storm. Now, what's he saying? He's saying that this is not the end of trouble. Suitcase nukes is not the end of trouble. Going into fallout shelters is not the end of trouble. He's saying it's the start of it. And again, just well, like I was told, as the judgment hits, so were my miracles. Miracles like no one has seen going all the way back to Adam and Eve. So it's kind of saying here that when we see suitcase nukes go off, and I, I say when, but I still want to say if. Because I, and I believe you are too, we're praying against them. If we don't pray against them, the devil's going to get his way. Before gathering storm, that recovery have had a hard time finding. Remain braced as this calm comes before gathering storm, that recovery will have a hard time finding. Why did the angel repeat himself twice? He's saying, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. He's saying, in that it repeats it twice, this part... This part is not a warning. This part is a prophecy. This part, count on it. But we still have to pray, my brothers and sisters. We can't sit there and say, oh, well, suitcase nukes coming. No sense in praying. No, no, no. We sit there and say suitcase nukes are scheduled, but we're going to pray a softening or delay. Look, would you rather have 35 go off or one? Would you rather have... One go off in 2022 or 2028, or maybe in 2050, okay? So we have to pray a softening and a delay. That's why I'm going to suggest you want to go and get one of these devices, empshield.com, and if you use the promo code PROPHECY, it helps your Prophecy Club Plus, it gets you a $50 discount. All right, let's go on. Now, 2005, former Congressman Kurt Weldon, and I'm talking, taking a little bit more time for the suitcase nukes, since it seems to be possibly very imminent, very dangerous, and it might be the only one thing that we cannot die along with Demetri Dudeman. When you got six chapters in the Bible says that America is going to fall, that yeah, that's hard to pray away. Former Congressman Kurt Weldon, Vice Chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, uncovered a plot that to set explosions in 10 cities. When he could not get the authorities to act, he published the information in a book entitled Countdown to Terror. The ten cities were Valdez, Alaska, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Boston, New York City, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, Chicago, Miami, and Houston. Then Dana Coverstone, called Ash and Shelters, he said he saw the calendar flip to December. He saw long food lines, which is reading the yellow here. I saw people waiting for what seemed like hours, standing in line, not in cars. Why? Because their cars won't start. I saw ships and ports, both east and west, sitting idle. Now, this was in 2020. This is before the ships sitting idle. Right now, they're sitting idle. They're sitting idle off the west coast. They're sitting idle off of China. So this is correct. Then he saw people in shelters like after Hurricane Katrina. He saw people in cots, cots, food outreaches, people misplaced. Something very, very bad had happened. I'm saying it's suitcase nukes. Skip down to the bottom. I saw more of this dark gray snow stuff on the road. It wasn't pure white like a snowfall. It wasn't snowfall. It's fallout. 
I saw headlines, nationwide outages plague the Southwest. Americans don't know who to blame for the darkness. Why? Because these suitcase nukes were secreted all across America back in the 1980s. And they just pull them out and set them off. Let's go on. Then you saw a bunch of people around the St. Louis Arch, and they had suitcases. It reminded him of nuclear suitcases. He did not know about suitcase nukes at this time, but the Lord did. So I'm telling you, this is credible stuff. Now, what do we do about all this? Most important thing we can do, my brothers and sisters, yes, 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 we need to get prepared. I agree with that. And at the end of the program here, I talk about some things you can do to get prepared. But the most important thing is to pray and to fast and pray. Again, prophecyclub.com, join Fast Track and also Fast Gap. I'm going to read part of this. November 4, 2020, Coverstone. And it's talking about how people need to pray. And the problem is, is we Christians, you know, we're not trying to take over the world for Jesus like the evil people are trying to take over the world for the Antichrist. Most Christians are, you know, like the song says, girls just want to have fun. Well, most Americans, especially the Christians, just want to have fun. And so we're not trying to take over the world for Jesus, but these people are trying to take over the world and put their man, the Antichrist, on the throne. He says, I saw a bunch of people holding a wall, holding a wall, pushing against the wall like they were supporting it. I'll just tell you right now, this is Christians that are supposed to be holding up the wall or holding up the standard, holding back the evil. Behind that wall was a large amount of really evil. I saw hundreds and thousands of people holding that wall, pushing it up, holding the wall tight. I could see the wall shifting and moving. Sometimes the wall would push the people back and they would rebrace themselves and push the wall back and held it in place. This is really Christians praying against the evil. Some of them would answer their cell phones and get distracted. One person stepped away from the wall, answered his phone. See, we can't get distracted. We can't get caught back up in the world. He says, I've got something I have to do. He got distracted. Others announced they had to go. Little by little, people were walking away from the wall. See, we call people to the solemn assemblies each year. But what about the other 11 months? We've got to keep praying. I saw a gap in the wall. The wall begins to push the people back. Fewer people holding the wall made all the others have to rebrace themselves and push harder because fewer people were praying, were really holding back the wall. The point is, Christians cannot step back from holding the wall. We can't stop back from fasting and pray. We're keeping many bad things from happening to America. We must not stop holding the wall. That's what George Washington was trying to say in one of his earlier dreams when he said, hold the fort, tow the line, and fight. And that's what I'm calling people to do today. Hold the fort. Don't give up. We got to fast. We got to pray. One more thing. Desert Road Dream, Coverstone again. I'm just going to read part of it. He said, the fourth billboard was people praying in a small church. The room was cold, dark, and they were huddling seats, shivering. Then the angel walked up and said, where's the fire? At this statement, ten people were praying while seated, covered their faces in shame and looked away. Then he said, look at me and stand. This is Jesus talking to the backslidden church the people that go from time to time, toss in the plate from time to time, read the Bible once in a while, give once in a while, they tip God. They're not dedicated. 
Then Jesus said, where are the Pentecostals full of fire and spirit and faith? Well, I'm going to tell you where you find them. You find them watching Prophecy Club. You find them going to some of these solemn assemblies we call. Why are you sitting coldly and idly by while the world freezes without fire? Give them fire and give them food and stop having the appearance of Pentecostals while denying the power thereof. He opened his right hand, and a flame appeared. It blew in an ember, swirling in the air above their heads. It seemed to light the oil within them, spread their hearts. It roared out of their chests like a loud noise. Five of the on-fire believers with smoke coming out of them went into the streets. The heads of the other five were on fire, but not in their hearts. The man said, You may as well just stay here. You have nothing burning in your hearts, and therefore nothing to share. Meaning, I'm calling. I'm asking. I'm begging everyone out there that calls themselves by the name of Jesus to get on these Zoom calls. We're going to have one in August, one in September. We'll see what happens after that. We're not calling people to gather this time. There's no airline. There's no hotel to buy. We're not even asking them to fast 48 straight hours. The fasting is cut short. But what we've got to do is increase the number of people joining us. Now, I'm asking people, well, here's what you do. You go prophecyclub.com, and you can get signed up if you want to pray. If you don't want to pray, then we're going to be able to show you how to do that. And we're going to do one in August, kind of a practice, only three hours. Then we're going to do one real serious in September. Going on. There appeared a fifth billboard in front of me. The red-eyed, aggressive, growling wolves now staying in the shadows, fearing the flames. The man walked through the flames and said, what will people see in you in the church in the days ahead if you have no fire? See, I think if you're watching this, if you made it this far, even in this broadcast, you have fire. You're called to be a watchman. You're called to be a part of the solution. You're, you're called to kick the devil in the teeth because, because you know he's given you power and authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. You know through the blood and through the name of Jesus Christ, you have the victory. So we're calling you to fast and pray with us to give America the victory. So where are the Pentecostals full of fire, spirit, and faith? I can tell you what, it's right there, watching this program right now, you. So I'm asking you, go prophecyclub.com, get signed up to be a part of it. Get signed up. We'll send, We'll tell you all the details later. Right now, just go to prophecyclub.com. Here's the way the front of the news of, of the website looks. So if you want a Berkey, you go up here and you click right here on the Berkeys. If you want to pray for Prophecy Club, you click on here at Fast Track. If you want to pray for the nation, click Fast Gap. Sign up. And if you want to listen to a program that has been taken off one of the platforms recently, you can click here. You can also down, download our app. If you want to go to Joseph's Kitchen, then this will take you over there too. Now, let me explain. When I'm asking you to fast, you're going to be surprised. Fasting is a lot easier than what you think because we ask you to fast from midnight to 4 p.m. the next day, midnight Tuesday to 4 p.m. Wednesday. And when you're fasting for the Lord, he takes the hunger pains away. It's not a problem. Not a problem. I mean, you have to purpose in your heart that you're going to fast. And then Tuesday night, I send you an email directly from me with all of the mistakes in it directly to you. I'm saying, all right, this is the prayer we're going to pray. And I'll tell you this, the prayer takes less than two minutes. So it's an easy fast. It's an easy prayer. 
but it's going to make powerful differences in our nation. Now, if you click Berkey's, then here's what it looks like. It'll take you over to this. These three we're out of. This is the one that I have that I like right here. This will provide water for the whole neighborhood. But get yourself a Berkey because the electricity is about to go off. So what does that have to do with water? Well, how do you think the water gets in those high water towers? It gets up there by electricity, pumps it up there. Electricity goes out within two or three days. You have no water. Where do you get water? Well, you might be getting it off your roof. You might be getting it out of the mud puddles. But you better have some kind of a way to filter your water. And there's been numerous prophecies say you better get water, water filters. Next thing is you want to have some gold and silver, at least a handful of gold and a handful of silver coins, at least that, very minimum. So we send you cornerstoneassetmetals.com. They're prophecy students. They love Prophecy Club. They'll take care of you. Also, if you want your computers to start, your your cars to start, then we recommend you go to empshield.com. Here, I've got one of them right here. Here's the way it works. This is, this is what it looks like, okay? And all you do is you put the red wire on the red side of your battery, put the black wire on the black side of your battery, and the green wire goes over to the car body, and then the back peels off. You just kind of wipe a clean place under your hood, stick it there. It takes about 10 minutes to put it on. And that way, when the electricity goes off, if it is because of some kind of EMP pulse, the plan is that your car will still start when no one else starts. Like the old saying says, uh, the one-eyed man is king in the land of the blind. So when no one else's car starts and yours does, when no one else has electricity and you do, when no one else has a computer and you do, you are in a much better position. Much better position to be able to help your neighbors. And they say, how'd you know this is coming? Well, because I listened to God. Okay. Other thing is, this is actually a loaf of bread that I actually cooked. I actually took this in my home, and I actually eat this bread. Matter of fact, that's what I had for breakfast and lunch and breakfast yesterday. It's probably 80% of what I eat now. I absolutely love it. So this is bread. Now, here's the way we do it. At Joseph's Kitchen, they show you how to take wheat berries, 30 seconds later, grind them to wheat flour, put that with six ingredients into a bread machine, push a button, two hours, 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot steaming loaf of whole wheat bread. That is good for you. And while I cannot legally say it's lowered my blood pressure, I cannot legally say it's lowered my cholesterol. But I'll tell you, my blood pressure is good. My doctor took me over my blood pressure medicine, and they told me to cut my cholesterol pills in half. And I think next time I'm going to the doctor, they're going to take me off cholesterol pills. And the only thing I can point to is the only change in my diet is really just eating whole wheat bread. So I want to say it cleaned it up. Now, the picture to the left is in our warehouse. That shows you that we have wheat. That's the point we're trying to say. When a lot of people are out and they cannot ship you any kind of a food, at Joseph's Kitchen, yes, they have it, and they can ship it to you. It comes in those seven-gallon containers like that. This is the way they receive it now in these, what they call pro boxes, holds 2,500 pounds of wheat, and they're shipping it literally around the world now. And it's in stock, ready to ship. To get it, you go to josephskitchen.com, you click on this shop right there, and then you go over to the page that'll look kind of like this. You decide 
first of all, first, main thing you got to do is get a machine package. That grinds the wheat berries into the flour and then makes the bread. Okay, that's the mechanical part of it. Then you decide how much food you want. You want to have food for two people a year or for well, four people a year, one, six people one year. Well, how much food do you want? And if you want to be able to make your food and do so when the electricity is out, then you click on one of these and you get this. And I've got one right behind me right over here. I've tested it. I love it. It's a nice little... It's it's powerful enough to make bread when there's no electricity. Plus, charge your cell phones and a uh, few other things. Anyway, check it out. Also, I want to recommend you get my Watchman package. I haven't talked about this in a while, but I got them right here. In this Watchman's package, you get two of these two-foot by three-foot big charts. Okay, that's one chart. Let me show you the other chart here. And here's the other chart. See, great big charts, two foot by three foot charts, and they are—they're uh, vinyl. They are very nice. Put them up on the wall, two foot by three foot, and I've got them right here. Of course, it's just eight and a half by fourteen charts, so I can refer to them. But if I had a wall a little closer to me, I'd put these up here. Also, you get my handwritten. Book of Revelation. This is where I hand wrote out the book of Revelation all the way through it, all of the scriptures, and I memorized it. Now, all of this, this has all of my notes in it. Here, let me pick a page that has some notes. See out in the margin there? It has notes. What I think these scriptures are talking about. And then, last year, I did a School of the Watchmen, and it's like... 18 hours, I think it was. It's on five DVDs. We're putting all that together with uh, five copies of my very powerful book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. It's valued at $355 for a gift of $200. You get both charts. You get the five discs. You get my book and my book. <laughs> my book and my book. All for a gift of $200. Very, very good deal. Also, I recommend you go to prophecyclub.com and get all five of my books. Now, I didn't write this one, but I did organize it. You get How Pre-Trib 1, Daniel, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, Miss the Mark, and you get one set of each of them, which is actually 40 books for a gift of $100 at prophecyclub.com. Click like, share, subscribe, and send to a friend.